What'll it be, stranger? Somebody floats a rumor, and then it causes you to ask a question. And that's the game in American politics, and I refuse to play it. Excuse me, gentlemen. Your business is politics. Mine is running a saloon. You're listening to the Hollywood Saloon. Saloon shots. Round six. So if I paid for the IMAX experience, if you will, if I was someone who went to the theater and paid an extra $5 on top of my $9 to see a film because it was in IMAX, I automatically, if if I wasn't in the know, I would automatically think that I'm going to walk in and see a humongous screen. You know what I mean? Oh, that's what I thought you meant when you said the IMAX experience, because that's always been my experience with IMAX is a humongous screen. Right. That when you walk in there, that's the thing you see, the screen that just towers over you, and it's it's hard to – I mean, you have to sit almost in the back row just to get the full scope of the thing. Oh, it's 76 feet high. Yeah. I mean – it's like it's like what or, three or four screens stacked on top of each other, regular screens, something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's humongous. Yeah, I mean, you know, even the building, you can just sort of see the three story building that it's encased in. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you you know, usually when something says IMAX and you go to that theater, that that's a very special theater because it was built for those specs. First time I saw an IMAX, I had to go to a museum in Dallas. Right, and they had a big IMAX screen, and it was one of the you know the few ones they had in Texas at that time. I was blown away by it. There was just nothing else that could compare to the size, the enormity, and the impact of a film negative so big and that kind of clarity in a screen that sort of you get lost in. It completely surrounds you in a way unlike anything else. Do you remember that thing at Astroworld called Horizons? I absolutely do. You laid on your back. That was the second best experience yeah. next to IMAX. Yeah, that was um, that was amazing because you really felt like you were riding in those you did. cars and stuff. I, I was always sad when they shut that, that down because that was like a 70s thing, and then it just disappeared in yeah. the 80s. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but uh, I know – I mean it was the same film over and over that maybe that was it. They but, didn't really have any yeah, rotation. But you could see that thing a hundred times because you were totally immersed in it. Oh, that was really – It had the San Francisco windy road and it uh, – Right. Well, and you could actually the ride coaster. the roller coaster too and you really felt like you were on the roller coaster almost because it was – it covered your peripheral. Uh, yeah. But you, yeah, it was, it was a gimmick though. You, there wasn't anything that you could show narrative film on. And it wasn't until we got to IMAX – that you could actually have a narrative film that you could watch. And I remember for years, though, like you said, it was in museums. And uh, I did that in the Houston Museum. We would go see IMAX movies there because it was a special. But it was always like a science movie. You know what I mean? It was like sure. 30 to 45 minutes, and they'd take you to Africa. And you know, you could see all this great nature and wildlife and that kind of stuff and the vistas. Um, but it wasn't until you know later on that – you know, and now it's commonplace to where it was that you got a special uh, deal that you could see a real movie in IMAX. Uh, you know, I remember we went and saw The Lion King in IMAX, and we saw, uh, well, and I told you I saw the Christmas movie, the Polar Express there, IMAX 3D and all that. I think it's pretty clear after years and years of this brand being around that 
And it has been years, right? I mean, it's been like a decade. I think the first IMAX film was demonstrated at some Expo 70 in Osaka, Japan. And then it started later moving into, I think, the um, the museum kind of formats. And it wasn't until the 80s that it really started growing. But you got to remember, I think what you're talking about, too, was a, a very recent in the last decade was this converting films to IMAX and showing them on that. And I know we right. talked about that in another show, but that's been very popular as a way to you know, get around just the, the programming of the, the nature or the special event, which they were always about 40 minutes. I mean, they might be on like race car driving or you know, any other kind of thing, but they would give you an IMAX sort of feel sure. of taking you along for the ride. Um, but I can even remember paying a premium price just to see those. It might be $15, $11 just to see that 45-minute movie. But IMAX always commanded the price. But once you walked into that theater right. and had that experience, you didn't really question it. It was better than any other film projection theater experience that you had had, or at least unlike any of the others you had had. So it always carried with it a premium, but it was special because it was unique. You had to go somewhere special to see that kind of thing, and you wouldn't do it all the time. But, you know, now IMAX is sort of becoming uh, a new THX. They want to expand the brand. And, you know, they uh, they recently made a deal with AMC and Regal Theaters to install the IMAX brand. Now, I'm guessing the theaters have a choice to build the three-story screen because we know you have uh, theaters in Houston that have it. That Edwards has a great IMAX screen. That's not too far from you. No, and that's Uh where I've seen my IMAX. I mean, it's a few miles away, but it's uh, it's fantastic. I mean, the screen is just outstanding, and the sound is outstanding. Everything is it's 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 really great. Um, I don't get a chance to see it as much as I'd like, but. From the outside, it's a big theater. I mean, it's like three stories. So it's like I well, they designed it. They designed the IMAX screen around a multiplex, which is a great idea if you think about it. If you're going to build a multiplex, why not just have that one big IMAX screen? And you know, luckily it was there for Dark Knight, and there, you know, other films now are interested in that format. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think all the Harry Potters now have been coming out in IMAX, and we know they did Star Trek and. You know, now it's there's so many films that are doing it. They're veeing for the screens, to where now the word has recently come down that James Cameron's Avatar has staked out three months from like Christmas through March up until Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, which will be Avatar exclusive for a lot of those screens. Well, and that's um, pretty damn smart because you'll see. That's yeah. the, that's the film. See, I think I think everyone knows. That there's this big thing on the horizon that we're waiting for that could just explode, and uh, this could be it. And they know that's why they're saying, "Okay, we got to give this three months because if it if it is that the way you need to experience this film is an IMAX 3D experience, then you're not going to want to see it on a standard size screen. I mean, maybe once. I don't know uh, for the story. Well, that makes an interesting point you bring up a standard size screen, mm-hmm. which I think gets to the heart of this conversation, right? There's a controversy going on right now with the IMAX brand, and this is going to be a time when I use the term brand in a positive light because it's taking 25-plus years to develop an IMAX brand. IMAX stands for something, the IMAX experience. There's a premium attached to it, but there's also a wow factor that comes with it. And IMAX is IMAX. Right. But this new deal that they have with you know Regal and AMC is, is where they go into a regular movie theater. They rip out the first four 
four rows of the theater to bring in the screen a little bit closer. It's a little bit bigger than a standard size screen, but mm-hmm. not much. I think the actual dimensions are something like 28 by 58 feet. Right. Um, now, remember, the IMAX screen is 76 feet by 97 feet. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's night and day in terms of, you know, you could fit almost, you know, three of these little screens and stack them up. But it comes with the IMAX digital sound, and it uses their new 2K digital projector. And it's like a twin projector, so you're kind of almost getting a 4K image. It's the latest in the state-of-the-art in digital theater projection, if you will. Now, IMAX, what they've decided to do is instead of calling it something else, like giving it uh, an offshoot of the IMAX brand, you know, like you have IMAX and then maybe IMAX 3D, they could have done something like IMAX Digital. They're just calling it IMAX. So someone can go into the multiplex, and this is what happened because it stirred up a little controversy um, and at least got a lot of word of mouth and people talking about it, was you go to pay your ticket to see Star Trek, the IMAX experience. Now, if you go to one theater with the big three, you know, story tall building, you're going to get one experience. But if you go to this other theater, they bill it as the IMAX experience, still charge you the extra $5, and you're going to walk in and get this other screen. Now, will it be digital? Yes. Will it have good sound? Absolutely. Is it an IMAX experience? Absolutely not. It's an enhanced THX experience in my book. (laughs) And I think they need to be clear. They're trying to be THX now. And they have a brand that's as strong as THX in some Mm -hmm, ways mm -hmm. for an experience. I don't understand why they're, they're denting the brand like this. This was an executive choice made not to do that, not to call it IMAX Digital. And I really feel like they're going to hurt their brand in the long run. Well, here's, here's my issue. I don't have a problem paying a premium. But I want to know what I'm getting, okay? If there's a movie that is very important to me, it's going to matter to me if I know that I can have some of the best digital projection ever. I I don't need the giant screen if... Unless I know I'm going for the giant screen, you know what I mean? And normally because a lot of these films aren't shot in that aspect ratio, you know, they're shot in a rectangle and not in a big square, then I want to see it you know, as 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 it was meant to be seen first, and then the IMAX uh, deal probably later, meaning on the big screen. But if they're selling me something that's more akin to THX, and I know what I'm getting going in, I don't have a problem paying that extra five dollars that will guarantee me the best of today's digital projection and audio. I don't have a problem with that. The problem is, is like you said, people going in with different expectations. Than that, and IMAX really, in my opinion, blew it because it's like, you, you, how long would this last? I mean, once word gets out, you can't trick people forever. I mean, maybe, maybe the, I could see them sitting around in their boardroom, probably thinking, okay, at first everything's going to fall to shit because everyone's going to think they're getting a big screen, but once it's out in the open, everyone will know, and they'll know that that's not what it necessarily means. Now, of course, then you're going to have to find a way to figure out, okay. How do I know which IMAX experience is the big screen and which one is just the the digital projection and audio presentation? And so, the, I mean, really, it's it's really simple. You just have to differentiate. I mean, Coke can't put out two Cokes and say, well, one of these is diet. He said, well, they look, <laughs> they look exactly the same. How do I know? It's like I, I can't drink that sugar. You know, I mean, maybe this person's diabetic or something. It's like I want a Coke, but I can't drink real Coke. Or I don't want to drink a real Coke. Well, you know, I mean, it's all Coke, right? 
It's like you need right. to differentiate here with your products, and that's really the problem here. And that people went in with a certain set of expectations and got a very different thing. Again, I would be very pleased to get fantastic projection, fantastic audio. And but shouldn't you be getting that anyway? I mean, well, the I, others. I mean, Sony has a better projector. They have a 4K projector that's actually better than IMAX's system. Right. Um, it's a little bit more expensive right now, but everybody's leaning towards this projector. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but it's going to be a standard. Not all the kinks are knocked out of digital projection just yet. I mean, it's it's getting really good, but it's always getting better because the technology is, is just improving so fast. It's going to be the way to go. You're going to have to put those in all the theaters. And I guess we're just going to have to end up paying our digital premium because they won't even have film projectors anymore, right? <laughs> well, it's you know what it is? It's buyer beware. And... Uh, you know, the, the theater that I go to, when I look at the listings online, it differentiates between this is the regular and this is the digital presentation. And I always go and see the digital presentation. It's the same price at the moment. But later mm -hmm. on, that would really come down to the fact of what the movie was that I was seeing. If it was something that I was, eh, you know, whatever, no big deal, then I would just go regular or just whatever time was most convenient for me. But if it's something that I know is, is, is you know, uh, a big f movie full of, you know, eye candy special effects, then I'm definitely going to go mm -hmm. uh, with the digital presentation, even if it costs me more. Um, I think there's a, a, when, when someone offers up a, the best presentation you can get, I would like to also think that that would include the best service that you can get. Meaning that if someone says, do you want to see the best presentation possible or the regular? And so many times I've gone to the regular presentation and someone forgets to fix the aspect ratio on the film. And i got to wait for 10 minutes. I used to be the guy that got up and went and told somebody. I'm not that guy anymore. Okay? I'm too old and mm -hmm. I don't want to get up and I don't want to miss some of the movie that I, that I paid to see. So movie ticket prices are too expensive for that kind of inexcusable, sloppy behavior. Right. It's not. It's like not opening the curtain right of a play or not having the lights on. Or, it's just inexcusable. It's a simple job in terms of what's expected from it. And a good, clean picture that's properly framed and, and matted correctly. The equipment does the work for you. You just got to know how to operate it properly. Well, it, or someone forgets just, to flip the switch to turn on the surround sound and it's just all coming out of some small ass speaker yeah. in the front and i just want to go ballistic on that and if someone tells me i can pay five dollars more and that's not an issue then i will pay five dollars more if it's a film that's important to me you know yeah, i just i i just think it sucks that it has to be an issue sure it should oh, be it you got to pay five dollars more because somebody can't do their job I mean that's that's a that's a crappy way for inflation to take over, you know, well, our cineplexes. Sure. Well, no one will tell you that that's what the issue is, but it just happens again and again and again. I, I was a film projectionist, so of course I took that that kind of thing seriously. I looked at it. I mean, those those prints weren't cheap three, four, six grand. You know, you get a scratch on it, it's screwed. You know, you wanted to treat them with kind of care, and and you know, you want to make sure. If you enjoyed the film experience, you wanted to make sure you tried to, you know, relay that if you're going to do that job because it's a repetitious job, of course. 
But, uh, you know, there's certainly a, a craft and care that goes into it. And I think it makes a difference. I mean, if it's a movie you've been looking forward to, the worst thing in the world is to get a crappy screening of it because something was wrong because the projection is screwed up. Right. Or You've had it happen. I've had it happen. Right. Or that they just didn't want so. paying attention. It's like, look, you know, it's like 15 minutes into the film, someone will flip that switch on and you hear those back speakers come on. Boom, 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 boom. And you're like, oh, my God. You know, yeah. and it's just like, you know, where were you all that time ago? And that's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, you got to know your theaters, too. I mean, you, you got to do your homework. When you take a chance on the unknown, you do that. You take a chance. Right. Now, back to the IMAX experience. The fake to the max experience? I don't think it's such a bad thing what they're offering. They just, it is upon the company to differentiate and to say, we're offering this in this theater. If you would like to, you can pay an extra $5 and see it there, and then it's not an issue. If you pay that extra $5, well, then you did it. You know, If they would just differentiate and say, no, this is not the big screen thing. But you know what? I'm going to put it back on the uh, viewer as well and say, wake up. Because if you've gone to a theater, if you're going to a theater that you've been to before and it's an IMAX experience and you look at your theater from the outside and you say, well, right. they didn't add any stories to this thing. What are they yeah, doing? Are they beware? Are they digging <laughs> down? Are they are they digging down in the ground or something, man? I mean, I don't know. The screen was so fucking small. It's not what I'm used to, man. When I go to IMAX, well, it's because you just went to your regular theater and and you, mm -hmm. that doesn't have IMAX, and all of a sudden it does one week. Did you see screens closed down for construction? It's like wake up, you know. I mean, on their part, I think there's a little, you know. It's like look at what you're going to ahead of time. Don't expect there to be that. Now, if you just didn't know the theater, you've never been to the theater, and it just says Star Trek in IMAX, okay, and then you walk in and it's it's the other thing rather than the big screen, well, then maybe I understand what's yeah. going on. Well, that's what's going to happen. I mean, 80% of the cases, if not more, are going to be that way. You're going to first open up a paper or go online, a paper, boy, that'll be irrelevant really soon in the catalog completely who, do, who does that anymore i mean no okay you go and you look and say oh okay it's playing imax here here and here so either you're going to go to an imax theater that you've already been to that you've had an imax experience at or you're going to read about oh i've i've been to an imax before it's really cool it's only it's playing down here this isn't that far it says right here imax let's go to this theater Right. And you go to that theater and you buy your ticket and you're all excited and you walk in and you go, wait a second. This is not what I expected. Right. Now, the really thing to do, I guess, is you know you walk out, you get a refund or whatnot, but you're too jazzed because you want to see Star Trek right. or whatever. You realize that you just got bit for five and hopefully it won't happen again. Well, but I, I, as many times as I've been to the theaters, you can get a refund really simple. And if you walk in and you immediately see this is something wrong, I mean, there's one or two things that are going on in the people's head. They go ahead and sit down and they say, well, maybe they'll open the screen out. Maybe they can press mm -hmm. a button and the screen will – the, the building will magically lift. You know, Maybe this is Universal freaking Studios and the building will open up and the, the screen will become huge. You know, It's like, no. If you walk in and you know, like that, they may think that and then say, well, let's just wait till the movie starts. Or you're also thinking – this is not what we paid for. Maybe we're in the wrong screen. Then you go to somebody and ask for the manager and then say, what is this? We paid for this and this is not what we got. Oh, well, it's a whole different thing, he says. Well, then you mm -hmm. say, well, give me my money back. I'm not paying the extra $5 and then get the tickets to the next regular show. 
I mean, I think that's right, no. that should be pretty. I think you're going to see a lot of that. I just right. I think a lot of that could be avoided though, um, just through simple education. Though the theater needs to be upfront about it, probably by having a poster out front, right? You know, instead of you know something like that that explains what it is. Well, they used to even I mean, have that for ratings. Remember, they they would used to list oh, I know. I the, know. like the picture of a little kid next to the G, and then the you know the parent and the kid right. in the PG or something like that. Well, I've seen that for 70 millimeter films too, to where right. they'll have like in the poster rack, they'll explain what 70 millimeter is. <laughs> I know. Because people also have a misconception that 70 millimeter means big. Right. Like it's suddenly going to be bigger like IMAX. When I was a kid, um, that's what I thought. When I was a kid and I saw it for Star Wars 70 millimeter or something, I thought, oh man, that means the screen is really big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can be. The thing is, is if you had a bigger than normal screen, right? Then it would look as good as a thirty-five millimeter print on, you know, a smaller screen, or better, you know, because of the uh, the enhanced uh, size of the negative. But it was mainly for your soundtrack because you had all the extra channels for your sound. Right. That was the incentive of of also of doing a seventy millimeter print. But, you know, it was nice to have that explained out there so you could look at it. When I saw Titanic in 70mm, they had it out there because, of course, the theater that had it in 70mm, there was only a couple of them in the Bay Area, and it was always sold out. I mean, it, that thing packed for months and months because if you had a choice and you looked in the paper and saw Titanic 35mm or Titanic 70mm and you're only going to really go see it once or just want to go see it, which one are you going to choose? Right, you know? absolutely. If you Get the more. You know, it's like if you can get yeah. more, get more. I mean, the same theater had it in, in 35 millimeter in another you know, auditorium, so it was just a spillover traffic because the, the 70 millimeter was always sold out. And it really depends on the person. Are you a serious film goer or are you there just on a, just on a Friday night date? You know what I mean? And, I will always yeah. wait. I will always wait well, for Well, I just once digital. movies got to the premium price they are, you might as well get the best you can because it's not cheap. I mean, when movies were $3, I didn't really think much of it, sure. you know, or a buck or something, but when I'm <laughs> up to $10 now to go see a movie, sometimes right. over that, it's just like I want a premium experience. Well, absolutely. And if you're going to, you know, if you want the ultimate premium and there's this IMAX thing offering and saying, hey, for a few bucks more, you know, for the price of, yeah. you know, you forego concessions today and we'll give you a premium theater going experience. And if I'm a film goer like that who likes, you know, top of the line uh, equipment or I'm excited about this particular film and I want it to be assured that I get that kind of projection, then, yeah, I'll forego the soda and the candy or something like that. Um, I usually anyway, just because I don't want to pay the extra money. But you know, if if you normally do that, you can just say, okay, well, you know, we'll we'll get a soda afterwards or something. Well, that's great. Now, if everybody does that, we can really put the theater owners out of business. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I mean, IMAX will make a buttload of money, and but the theater owners won't be there to keep it in so, life. <laughs> so what happens? So what happens when you see a movie that's in 3D in uh, the IMAX experience? Are you gonna have to pay five dollars? plus and then three more dollars for the 3d glasses oh that's a good question you know you're absolutely right you know you do yeah because if it's going to be five dollars for imax experience right and i use that in quotes because it's it's fake to the max experience mm -hmm. but or uh you know they just it's imax digital they just need to brand it right and, and just that's what it is um because no matter how good that imax digital is 
there is no way it's as good as the true film negative of true IMAX. Right. It is not as good. It's not even in the ballpark. Well, like you so said, it's, it's IMAX light, right? It's... Yeah, it's, so IMAX digital is a way to define it outside of that, but they need to, I think, keep IMAX as what it is, is Mount Olympus. You know, it is the right. big boy. It's, right. It's, well, it's it's the top thing. It's kind of funny because if there is all these little surcharges that we're going to get from going to the theaters now, then, you know, people need to be aware of how much they're spending. And if you're going into a movie theater uh, and you're paying – like we said, if we were adding our 3D glasses, which, come on, is going to be a pretty standard thing here you know, pretty soon. Not for everything, but for a lot of things. And if you want to take your family to that, get ready to get burned. But that is a theatrical special experience. You'll ne- you're never going to get that at home. So that's a whole different thing. That's like going – that's you know, that's finally the ride. You know, That's the thing. It's like I don't care how much. When Avatar comes out, are you going to go down the street to the AMC and get the IMAX – Digital experience? Or are you driving down to Edwards and getting the IMAX experience? Well, you know, it depends. It depends on what how he shot the film. If he's shooting the film for IMAX large screens, then I want to see it exactly how he wants me to see it. You know, when you get mm-hmm. when you get specs on a game, when you buy a video game for your computer, sure, and it gives you sure. system specifications. Well, I don't want yeah. the I don't want the you know the just get by. I want the the best computer you know what i mean to be able to see it right and if he shot it in a 235 then i want to see it how he intended for me to see it and then i'll mm-hmm. do the imax the big imax screen later well that's the thing it's going to be a film you'll see more than once anyway but i'm definitely going to clock in one of the imax views yeah but are you going to do it see. right but your first experience i would it think, doesn't have to be my first right i hope it's only 3d or stereo or however they're going to be labeling it because right. if they do 2D too, I mean, do you think they'll get that desperate or is Cameron just going to put his foot down and say, no, it's 3D, 3D it only? It would be a damn shame the amount of time that they've worked on this and what and the innovation that's gone into this for someone to watch it in 2D. Right. You know, it's just like, it's like, you know, really sell this thing and make it a special theatrical experience. And so if it doesn't make $500 million, it will be because you couldn't put it on 4,000 screens in the first week. You know, I think this is going to be a long playing movie anyway. I think just by the nature, it'll be the kind of slow burn It'll where it just it'll it'll hold steady week to week. I mean, I, I can't predict how much it's going to do, but it's going to do well. There's going to be too much curiosity. It's going to be groundbreaking, and films like that bring out the curiosity factor of a must-see. That's how you get Terminator 2, an R-rated film, to gross as much money as it did. Um, besides being a great film, there were some groundbreaking things that you just had to go see it in that right. film if you wanted to see it. And, you know, that this is certainly going to be an incentive to go to the theater. You would hope... In the attempt to bring audiences back to the theater and away from their DVD players, you would think that they would handle this with, you know, special kind of gloves. You know, like special, like like Nikki Finky on Thursday freaking night or Friday night when it comes to Avatar is going to be wasting her time to knock Avatar about because it's like it's not going to open those, you know, you can't call it a bomb Instantly, if people are lining up out the door, but there's no turnaround time because you have to see it in a special way. And this, well, so they, yeah, it doesn't. All the old models don't apply. Avatar is its own beast, right? 
to use any other previous film or previous model of expectation, it's not really knowing your job very well because you need to realize how unique and specialized this product is. And and it'll be it'll be that way. And, and yeah, it is going to play on IMAX for months. It's going to play on a lot of screens probably for months because it's going to take people a while to get to it. There's going to be a whole wave of people that are going to wait one month before they go see it. Sure. Now, back to IMAX again real quick as I was sitting here thinking. I was – you know, I wouldn't understand how also IMAX wants to uh, make more money than they're making because if they only have, you know, let's say – 300 screens across the country, it may be that they say we need to enter the marketplace in a much better and different way and have a second product. There's nothing wrong with a big company having a second product to sell. You know, they, and, and again, the company has not been doing as well as you would think. Right. It was actually that up-conversion process that helped save IMAX in many ways because business was down for a period, a long period, and the IMAX model had to be readjusted right. to make it a viable business enterprise because there were these big theaters, there weren't that many films being made for the format, and the kind of films that were being made, once you saw them, that was it. And they didn't really bring in the masses in the same way. So IMAX struggled for many years, and I think you know in recent years they've regained their footing through a new acceptance of the format and a lot of films being converted to it. I think Dark Knight helped. The fact that he had so much footage shot with an IMAX camera brought right. a lot of publicity right. and, and did very well for them as a, as a film. You know, even the Scorsese uh, Shine a Light Rolling Stones concert movie, they blew up for IMAX and, you know, gave that a run. So there's other films. The U2 3D was a great IMAX. So there's there's ones that are in now more in rotation to where they have a bigger catalog to choose from, I think. Right. And I think branching out like they are is a smart idea because um, obviously THX is not around anymore. And, you know, there's there's room in there for someone to come in and grab hold of the premium theater-going experience. Now, premium is a word you associate with IMAX. Right. So that's that's fair game. And I think IMAX is a premium brand. Um, and there should be a whole family of, of different kind of things because IMAX 3D is going to be, of course, different from normal. Right. And uh, this digital is going to be different, of course. And it's just, you know, educating the audience is never going to be a bad thing. And I think once that happens, this is a mute conversation. Well, true. And, and I can understand the turnkey type of um, situation as well that theaters, you know, that an IMAX representative could go to a theater and say – you know, for this much money, we'll totally convert your theater, give you digital projection and audio, and we'll do it all in one shot. You know, you just have to call it IMAX mm -hmm. uh, type of a deal, and, you know, you charge a little bit more money, but people get a specialty item. I mean, I think that's yeah. a fantastic thing, and it works for everybody involved. The only person it doesn't work for is, you know, at this point, the consumer – that doesn't know the difference between the big screen and the small screen. Why not just do all 25 screens? Why, why just do one? Why not just do every single screen IMAX? Well, you know? I mean, that's a bit. Let's just, let's just keep it simple. Let's just make them all. It's just a whole premium theater. You know, all sure. 20 screens, all IMAX, all the time, all the best. Oh, you got to pay $5 more, but at least you know when you go to this theater. Yeah, but you know what? still theater owners. Every are single still, screen you know is going to get there. But theater owners are still weary about every – like, it's like, well, you can go down the street and pay 
you know, five, six dollars at matinee, or you can come here and pay eleven at matinee, and you know, oh, yeah. sixteen at night. Mm, that that won't float. But as far as doing one or two that way, oh, sure, absolutely, not a problem. Because oh, yeah. the, you know, you have a specialty thing like that. Uh, I think it works good for everybody. See, I really don't think this is going to be a lasting issue because it didn't take long for this to get into into the public debate. You know that that everyone was talking about this, and I think you know your your people who are you know with it and not just you know you know fourteen year olds going out on dates. Uh, really, you know they're going to get it and they're going to say, okay, uh, do you have a big screen? I mean, how hard is it to walk up to the ticket person and say, is this big screen IMAX? Or not? No. Right. Okay, thanks. I'll just see the regular version and not the $5 more version. So right, it, right. it's real simple. And for someone who doesn't know, well, or, or maybe they need to give, you know, I could see them giving flyers. It's like if you buy an IMAX ticket, maybe they give you like a, a brochure or something that sure, explains absolutely. the process. Or that there's a, you know, maybe there's a kiosk. IMAX over on the side that explains it with a video or something. They're going to have to do something, like you said, to educate people into their new product uh, and even, you know, other theaters. Because they got to convince people, why do I want to pay $5 more? Right. Well, they definitely have to sell it. The only thing they're going on right now, though, their hook is, oh, man, I've seen an IMAX film before. Right. The big one. And they're taking that experience and that knowledge in our brains and putting it on this other thing, and we've never experienced this other thing. So they're hooking us with our IMAX experience, and then they're shuffling us into this other experience. Uh Now, I'm not saying that our experience won't be good. I'm just saying it's not the same experience as the one that hooked me in. Right. It's not what you spent, and it's not what you paid for. So, but why would you just walk up into a theater and and the only reason you would go to the IMAX one is because the other ones are sold out, but that one wasn't, so you paid the extra five dollars. Then you went in and it's like, wow, it was better. It was worth it. I'm glad I paid the right. extra five. What was this called? IMAX. I'm going to do this next time I come. But you know what? You, you also know? you also got to realize that we're living in a society that could just as soon have watched it on a 20 inch television and been just fine. You know, with the TV monitors as your audio, the way that a lot of people go to movies and the way that a lot of movies are made. I mean, do you need to see dance flick in the IMAX experience? <laughs> you know, you don't. You could. Watch- I needed it in 3D, though. I really did. Yeah. I mean, you could watch it on your stinking ass iPod and, you know, you'd be better off for it. I mean, that that's the deal is, is it really it's it's going to depend on the films. And, and I can imagine that if you're a theater owner, you're going to put the appropriate film into that slot. You know, you're not going to have the Dark Knight up here playing on a regular screen and, and uh, you know, or whatever. Spider-Man 4 playing on a regular screen and, and you know. Whatever horrible, you know, uh, uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop Two on the digital IMAX. You know, it's oh, like, come on, don't you want Paul Blart the IMAX <laughs> experience? Hope only that in thing 3D. would be huge. Only in three D. You can drive that little cart, you know, right into the th- out, out into the right, audience. right into right into me, man. I want Paul Blart to hit me with that cart. <laughs> So, no, I mean, I'm all for expanding the brand. I like IMAX. I don't want to beat them up. I think they're a great company. I've been behind the the, the product for years. Um, so, again, you know, hey, I guess we're doing our part. We're educating. Um, and this happens a lot of times in corporations. They'll make a decision, and, you know, it might not be the best one in the moment. Right. But I think they can easily repair this. And it could be fun, too, because by educating 
you're still selling the old IMAX. Right. And that's the whole trick. You're, what you're saying to people is, is always choose IMAX. Choose it when you go to your multiplex to see irregular films and choose it when something special comes that's IMAX exclusive, you know, that's worth going to the other one too. And you want to make sure you keep that in the consciousness. So in the kiosk you're talking about or the trailer they run that they should pretty well create right. since it's their own theater and whatnot, they need their own little promo at the very beginning, they should do that. And I think you know, encouraging the audience and educating them to both sides will help sell both. You're listening to the Hollywood Solution.